Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Healthy Gamer Girl podcast. I'm Liz, the Healthy Gamer Girl, and today I want to talk a little bit about um, supplements, and more specifically, supplements that you think you might need on a vegan ketogenic diet. And this was really inspired by, a quick, honestly, a quick flip through my Instagram feed where you see so many advertisements and so many different products being placed out there saying, oh, you have to have this to succeed on this diet, or you have to have this in order to be healthy, and I think it's definitely worth taking a look at. I have written a few blog posts on various supplements, including a quick list of vegan or um, of keto supplements you do and don't need, and this is kind of um, expanding on that idea. So really quickly, right off the bat, I think it's incredibly important to note that as a vegan on a ketogenic diet or not on a ketogenic diet, it doesn't matter, you definitely need to supplement with B12. While there is a form of um, B12 in plant sources like spirulina and chlorella, and you will often see vegans saying that they don't need to take a supplement because they consume these products, the type of um, vitamin B12 that is available or that is present in these products is not actually particularly bioavailable to humans, so it's not all that well absorbed. Um, you're probably not going to notice a B12 deficiency right away because your liver can actually store up to seven years of this crucial vitamin. So it could be years down the line before you realize that you actually are deficient and that you, you really need to turn things around. Vitamin B12 is incredibly important to the functioning of your vital nutrients, and one of the side effects of a B12 deficiency is actually dementia, which right there I think is reason enough to just find yourself a happy B12 supplement and start taking that. Um, they typically... Studies typically find that sublingual or under your tongue B12 vitamins are absorbed best. So I've actually, I've linked to one of those in the show notes that I like. And I think it's really, it's worth exploring and it's worth kind of uh, investing. They're not expensive and it will save you a lot in the long run. Um, I know a lot of vegan products nowadays are also fortified with B12. So that's something to look into. Um, I'm a person who, since I, I don't typically eat a lot of processed foods, so I don't tend to find that I get a lot of B12, um, so supplementation is really the way to go for me. Another vitamin that many people often need to supplement, especially vegans, is actually vitamin D, and this is really dependent upon your location. So I live in um, northeast New England, or northeast um, United States, so New England, and we don't really have, like, the sun basically for, it's something like six months out of the year, is not strong enough where we are to actually stimulate vitamin D production within our bodies. So unfortunately, for quite a good chunk of the year, I have to take a vitamin D supplement, um, if you live along the equator, I'm pretty sure that you, you actually can get vitamin D year-round. Um, I'll link to articles explaining vitamin D availability. But vitamin D is crazy important. Um, it is actually a hormone, less so than a vitamin like um, vitamin A or vitamin um, C, for instance. And it's becoming more and more important, I guess, in 
in nutritional science as more research comes out. Vitamin D deficiency is strongly related to the development of diabetes, autism, psoriasis, tuberculosis, osteoporosis, MS, Alzheimer's, Parkinson's, cancer, even hypertension, and that's just the start of the list. It's crazy. Um, so vitamin D is incredibly important for your immune system. It's incredibly important for your hormone balance. Um, it's crazy important for maintaining a positive mental health state, which I know sounds crazy, but another symptom of a vitamin D deficiency is actually depression or anxiety. Um, sometimes taking vitamin D can actually help people with mental health issues they might be facing because a lot of the times those are hormonally or chemically driven. So vitamin D way goes way deeper than just keeping your hair and your nails strong, for instance. Um, when you're looking at vitamin D supplements, again, it's key to look for a vegan one. If you are vegan, if you're not, then that's clearly, that's obviously not an issue for you. Um, and look for vitamin D3 and not vitamin D2. Uh, vitamin D2 has actually been shown to have negative health effects on people who take it for a long time, whereas vitamin D3 does not. So again, it's very important to look for D3. I usually buy mine on Amazon, but when I go to Whole Foods, you know, sometimes you're just in a store and you need it, so you grab it. Uh, most of their supplements, I think, are already D3, and I've noticed this with a lot of health stores, so it might not be too much of a problem finding them. But I just figured I'd throw it out there. Check for D3. So those are pretty much the two that I would say for vegans on a keto diet or not, um, definitely look into. Now the rest of these are kind of, well not kind of, the rest of these are optional. You really do not need any additional supplements. Uh, they can be very helpful in, I guess, facilitating the efficacy of a ketogenic diet or in just, I guess, helping you keep some balance to your body, especially on days when you don't feel like you're eating the best. But if you're eating a whole foods diet that is full of greens and full of like vegetables, you really shouldn't necessarily need these supplements. Either way, a lot of them are great for convenience, and I'm, I'm going to talk about them. I, Even though I do try to get as much of my nutrition as possible from plant sources and from vegetables, I do supplement sometimes because, you know, we all have those days when either we just don't eat enough veggies or in reality, sometimes that just isn't enough. If you're in a reduced caloric state, you're probably not eating enough vegetables to provide all of the nutrients that you need, vegetables and nuts and seeds and all that good stuff. So it's worth just kind of checking out a few alternatives. Um, so the first supplement that is on the non-necessary -necess list that I want to talk about is uh, probiotics. And this is somewhat controversial because... Um, a lot of probiotic supplements out there, there are questions about whether the bacteria, which is what probiotics are, um, whether the bacteria is actually even alive and functional by the time it reaches the intestines or whether your stomach acid kills it all off. Um, there are questions about the quality of a lot of probiotics on the market and even the efficacy. If um, just bringing a few little vacationing bacteria to your gut, does that really do all that much? Um, I can only speak from personal experience here and the experience of my clients, but I've definitely noticed that when taking probiotics, 
I tend to feel healthier overall and get sick way less, which is big for me. Um, I used to get sick all the time before I was on, I guess, introduced to a keto diet or a low carb diets. And now I, I very rarely get sick and that's pretty cool, but I've definitely noticed in the past that when I am lax with either taking a probiotic supplement or with eating fermented foods, I do tend to get sick a little bit more. Um, you can buy lots of different probiotics on the market. Sometimes they're already included in protein powders or in other supplements like greens powders, which is pretty neat. Again, I don't know how, I guess, functional those are at this point, but it can't hurt, I guess. Um, I prefer to get probiotics from food sources at this point. So that would be like sauerkraut or kefir, but obviously kefir is dairy-based. Um, there are these drinks uh, called Kavita, which is basically water kefir, and they're available without sugar in many of them. There's several flavors that are just stevia-based. Kombucha is another great source of probiotics. And all of these can just be consumed in small amounts. You don't need to have eight ounces of kombucha or kavita or kefir or sauerkraut. You can just basically dose yourself with an ounce a day and introduce some happy bacteria into your gut to kind of balance things out. Um, now, something obviously that is not vegan is fish oil, but the vegan alternative to that is hemp seed oil or flaxseed oil or any of these sort of omega-3 rich oils. Um, I tend to prefer using hemp over flax and I tend to prefer eating seeds over actually just using the oil. For starters, the seeds are far less processed, which means that the fats in them are far less likely to have oxidized or gone rancid by the time they actually reach your body. And as we've talked about before, consuming rancid oils and rancid fats is actually inflammatory, totally defeating the purpose of, of consuming omega-3s. So if you're purchasing a hemp seed oil or a, a flaxseed, linseed oil type situation, be sure that it is stored in a dark bottle in a cool place that does not have a lot of fluctuating temperature or heat exposure. Um, so that you can get the, I guess, freshest and least oxidized product possible. So I, again, tend to prefer eating hemp seeds also because they're so rich in protein. It's like, why would you want to pass up on this awesome opportunity? And they're really tasty, I think, and filling. However, if um, you really don't like hemp seeds or you can't get them, there's nothing wrong with taking a hemp seed oil or um, flaxseed oil supplement to try and get some vitamin C, or <laughs> what am I talking about? I to try to get some omega-3s, kind of rhymes, um, but just again, be sure that it's not an oxidized form. So next up on our handy list is electrolytes, and if that reminds you of idiocracy, you are not alone. Um, I'll put a link for those of you who want to chuckle. Um, so electrolytes are basically, it's, it's like calcium and sodium. It's minerals that have a positive charge in your body and they help to, um, I guess regulate a lot of the functions in your body that are, you know, required for basic living, which is kind of important. Um, one thing that is 
pretty noticeable on a ketogenic diet is sodium potassium balance. And that is basically because this is what maintains the water levels and the pressure of your cells. So each cell has a sodium potassium pump, which is what allows fluids to enter and exit. So when people say they're holding a lot of water because of salt, it is because the sodium allows water to go into your cells, but not enough potassium is present to help excrete it. So your cells swell up, you feel bloated, end of story, kind of. Um, so there are uh, obviously many more minerals in electrolyte that in the category of electrolytes than just sodium and potassium. However, when you're on the keto diet or any sort of low-carb diet, it can be pretty important for you to be getting enough of these electrolytes. Um, I actually do take an electrolyte powder every once in a while when I'm feeling, again, like I have not been getting enough um, like veggies and avocado with all that potassium and all those other minerals. If you don't want to take an electrolyte powder, and I'll link to a few, there are some brands I really like. Um, Ultima is the one that I take the most. However, there are some made by the same company that makes Emergency that are pretty great. I think it's called Alcor is the company. Um, and then there is a drink, a powder drink called Everly that has some electrolyte action going on. So I'll link to all these options in the show notes. But um, I do on occasion take an electrolyte pow powder to just kind of keep things balanced. Um, in a keto sense, the reason you would do this is because electrolytes are very important for um, preventing and mitigating the effects of the keto flu. I'm sure you've all heard of the keto flu. It's basically those flu-like symptoms like headaches and body aches and extreme fatigue that often accompany, go, um, I guess, entering a state of ketosis. I personally have not within the past few years, actually experienced keto flu. And I attribute a lot of this to the fact that one, I have been eating a plant-based diet, which is super high in um, micronutrients, such as minerals and electrolytes. Um, and also I do supplement with these electrolyte powders from time to time. So again, if I'm just starting getting into a keto groove, I would definitely be taking electrolyte powder just to kind of stave off some of those headaches because I hate headaches. I'm a real baby about them. Um, in the same vein, magnesium is a supplement that I often see recommended for keto and I definitely actually do recommend taking this from time to time should you feel the need. Magnesium functions as a muscle relaxer and helps to regulate your heart rhythm and it's demonstrated some pretty great overall heart protective qualities in lab studies, which is awesome as heart disease is one of the leading killers of both men and women in the modern world. Um, additionally, magnesium tends to draw water into the bowel, which can help keep things moving and prevent constipation, which often happens at the beginning of starting a ketogenic diet or if you're not getting enough fiber or if you're not getting enough water. So um, oh, and finally, as weird as it sounds, it's probably because of the muscle relaxing properties, but I'm sure there's also a million other reasons that when I find them, I will link in the show notes. Magnesium helps with falling asleep at night. So if you tend to find that you're having difficulties either falling asleep or moving things along, I would recommend finding a magnesium supplement. Again, this is not at all required. You do not have to do this. It's just, just a thought. 
Um, and finally, on our list of like straight up supplements, and you'll see why I say that in a second, I have exogenous ketones. Um, you basically cannot say the word keto anywhere on the internet without being bombarded by promoters for various brands of ketone powders and exogenous ketone products. Um, they're they come in protein bars now. They have drink mixes. There are pills. There are MCT oils that are laced with them. It's a little out of control. Um, I've actually tried them before, and honestly, not my cup of tea. I get why people would enjoy taking them, but it was just... I prefer getting into uh, ketosis uh, through nutritional pathways and actually allowing my body to produce its own ketones to burn. Um, but if you're the type of person who really wants to take exogenous ketones, I don't necessarily see anything wrong with it. Um, it should be noted that while your body is burning the ketones from the exogenous ketones, it's not actually producing its own or burning its own fat. So I think that's interesting. But if you're looking to extend fasts in a healthy and safer way where you don't feel hungry, so for instance, let's say you're doing some sort of fast for 48 hours or 24 hours and you don't want to consume food products as you're trying to give your digestive system a break, but you also don't want to hate your life and feel really awful, um, exogenous ketones would be great for that because it would allow you to have your body in a ketogenic state um, really quickly while also providing, I guess, it's weird, it provides a false sense of fullness, um, which again, not great for just normal life, but again, if you're doing a fast and you don't want to hate yourself, not a bad option. Um, again, don't feel pressured into taking these if you don't want to. Um, don't feel like you need to take them to get into ketosis. You really don't. In fact, I feel like sometimes people can become really reliant on these and miss out on a lot of benefits of actual nutritional ketosis. But again, everyone is different. And for those of you who need ketones in a therapeutic sense, this is absolutely a great option um, and can even allow you to have some carbs here and there um, over what you normally would. So those are, again, when I would consider the straight up supplements where you're not really grabbing them aside from probiotics, from from foods necessarily. Um, here are some, I guess, more like food-based supplements, I'm going to call them, where like the either it is a whole food form or it's a powdered version of a whole food form. So these are just things that I take from time to time. I do not take any of them every day because that, I don't know, I just one, I try to give my body a break from doing the same thing to it every day, and two, because I don't really feel it's necessary every day. But it's just some things I found along the way that I really enjoy and that I find to be helpful. So one is I have found a few really high-quality, low-carb vegan protein powders that can be super helpful for those days where you're really active and there's just no way you're going to be able to eat enough protein in food form without going either way over your carbs or just you're kind of in a bind and don't really either have time or the energy to make food. I'll be real, sometimes I just do not want to enter my kitchen and do anything other than scoop some crap into a jar and shake it with water. Like that is often the extent of what I can do in a day and that is fine. 
So protein powder is great for that. Um, on a similar note, greens powders, there are a lot on the market these days that are either stevia sweetened or monk fruit or whatever, um, whatever sugar-free, calorie-free option you choose. And a lot of greens powders are actually pretty tasty. It's weird, but it is true. So sometimes on days when I'm like, for instance, if I'm traveling through airports and I just really do not have a great chance of getting a decent meal. Again, I'll toss some greens powder into my protein powder and make a shake out of that. Um, another travel secret of mine, I guess, is these this medicinal mushroom coffee. And I know that sounds crazy, um, but mushrooms have so many great medicinal um, values, including like anti-inflammatory properties, properties and anti-cancer properties. But something that chaga in particular is known for is immune boosting. So whenever I travel um, or I go to the city, because like I kind of live in the country where you don't really encounter a bajillion people every day. Um, but wherever I, I am, where a lot of germs are, I try to boost my immune system a little bit. So I'll take the this um, medicinal, medicinal mushroom coffee, which is actually super tasty. It just tastes like coffee, really. Um, I've got links to that in the show notes and on my sidebar on my blog because it's kind of like my newest obsession right now. Um, but they also, this company that I like, um, it's called Four Sigmatic. They also make I, they call them mushroom elixirs. Another way of saying that is it's kind of like a mushroom tea where basically it's like powdered mushroom and other adaptogens and um, other herbs really. And then you just add hot water to it and it's this little elixir. But anyway, I was traveling and staying with my sister-in-law who was super sick. She's a nurse in pediatric ICU units in um, LA and she had been coughed on by some very sick children right after taking off her mask. She, I guess she thought that the danger was over. And so she was super sick all weekend. Um, and we were traveling in and out of airports and I did not get even uh, the slightest sniffle. I was so excited. Um, and I really do credit this to making sure that I actually took some protein powder and greens while I was there, as well as these medicinal mushrooms every day. And I really thought that helped. Um, some other quick things, nutritional yeast. It's not even really a supplement. I, it's like a food ingredient at this point, but it's super high in v B vitamins. So I would strongly recommend adding that to foods. One, if you can tolerate yeast. And two, if you enjoy um, making more blood cells and having energy, which are two things that B vitamins help a lot with. Um, Plus, nutritional yeast has that kind of cheesy flavor, and for a while, I avoided putting it into things like pestos and random savory dishes, thinking, oh, I don't really need it. I should try to cut down on yeast, but honestly, it's just, it tastes so good. So I've started adding it back in, and um, I haven't noticed any negative side effects so far, so that's exciting. Uh, I used to not be able to tolerate yeast very well, but that seems to be reversing itself. So yeah, nutritional yeast, very tasty, lots of B vitamins. Uh, and then finally, random powders like maca powder, which is a great hormone balancing adaptogen. Again, I don't take it every day. Um, I just, I do take it a lot of the times um, around 
various parts of your cycle. So women's cycles, we have energy fluctuations, and I will take them when I'm on some really low energy days. I'll add some maca powder to a smoothie just to see where it gets me. Um, and then spirulina is great for, again, B vitamins. There are minerals in spirulina. It has, like seaweed, it is a great detoxifier as they tend to bind to, um, I'm going to say the word toxins. I don't mean it in like the voodoo, um, woo-woo sort of way, but just like in the literal, I guess, toxic thing, things that are bad for your body that you ingest either accidentally or happen to just be in foods. Spirulina and algae absorb those things. They bind to them really and help flush them out of your body. And then beetroot powder and turmeric powder. They are both anti-inflammatory. Um, beetroot powder is great for your circulation and has a lot of heart protective compounds. Um, again, turmeric, anti-inflammatory. The active compound is curcumin, which is activated in the presence of piperin, which is in black pepper. So oftentimes I'll just like shake a little bit of black pepper in as well. Um, and these are just little things I add to my smoothies to kind of jazz them up when I do a smoothie. So the takeaway from this really is that there are a lot of great supplements out there if you are on a vegan ketogenic diet. Um, most of them are not at all necessary, so you do not have to take them, but they're all kind of worth knowing about. Um, ones that you do have to take, again, B12 and vitamin D if you do not live in a place where you can just kind of get it from the sun. That was a lot longer than I anticipated it being. I really thought that would be fast, but here we are. I just wanted to thank you all for listening. If you want information on anything that I've mentioned, links to studies, links to the actual supplements, links to articles about these supplements. Um, all of that is in the show notes at healthygamergirl.com slash show notes. If you have any questions or comments, you can reach out to me on any of my social media channels. I'm usually under Healthy Gamer Girl in some way, shape, or form. Um, so look out for that. Um, I'm always happy to get your emails. I'm always happy to get your Facebook messages or Instagram messages. So keep them coming. It really does brighten my day. And again, just thanks so much for being here and I hope you have a great week.